we already begin this week's Parshas, Parshas Vayetze. And it says in Perek Chavtes, in Pasuk Lamedhe, it says, Vator Od, Vatilud Ben, and she um, conceived again, and she gave birth to a child, and Leah said, Today I admit to Hashem, or I thank Hashem, therefore she called his name Yehuda. Because the word Yehuda comes from the word Hoida, from thanking Hashem. But Tamud Miletus, and she stopped giving birth. Right? So, it's a, so the Sephorno here explains, but the word Yehuda contains it in Hashem's name. The yud Hey, the Vav, and the Hey contain Hashem's name. The Yim And it also means Hoida. The Hey, Vav, Dalet Hey means to thank Hashem. So included in this name is the name Yehuda means to thank Hashem. And so therefore she called him Yehuda. Says the Sephun, It appears to me that this is not a name that Leah made up. It's not a name that she made up. It's a name that uh, was already existed before. For example, there was a person by the name of Yehudas, the daughter of Be'eri, in uh, chapter 2634. Also Shmuel ben Amihud in Bamidbar 3420 preceded Shmuel Anavi. So you see that before Yehuda was named Yehuda, there was a woman by the name of Yehudis, which is basically the same name. And you see that before Shmuel Anavi was named Shmuel Anavi, there was a, there was a, um, the name Shmuel, Shmuel ben Amihud. Vayobochrim says the Sefuna. Vayobochrim ma'ashim v'sakodmin. They used to check from the. They used to choose from the previous names that existed already before. As anoifim aroshin amurah. Anything that would befit the whatever happened. The names they would pick a name that would best fit whatever they were trying to describe, and they would give it to their child. But it's not like Leah invented the name Yehuda. She didn't invent the name Yehuda. The name Yehuda already existed before. So, the, the only thing is, is she picked a name that was best appropriate, the same way that we do. We pick a name that's best appropriate based upon the circumstances when we name our children, whatever name we pick, that existed before. So did Leah do the same exact thing. She picked a name that existed before that was most appropriate. So, having said this, having said the Sephuno making this comment, which is a comment that maybe I would not uh, necessarily explain it this way, but the, the Sephuna explains it this way. This is his opinion. What I'd like to discuss this evening is some issues regarding naming people and, and what names mean. And uh, largely, um, a lot of the sources that I got was from an article by, uh, in the Journal of Halakha in Contemporary Society by... Rabbi Arya Leibowitz. It appears in volume number 47. Volume number 47, page 33. It's called Choosing a Name for a Child. Spring 2004, page 57 to 64. Okay, so a lot of the sources that we find are, are, are going to, are quoted in this article. It's a very nice treatment of, of the topic. And so we'd like to uh, discuss some of the issues of, that deal with names. So, first thing is, first thing is, is that the name that a person has, has an uh, influence on who they are. The name that a person has affects who they are. This is indicated in many places in the Chazal. Amongst them are the Gemara in Tractate Brachas on page 70. The Gemara says that Rus, for example, her name, why was her name Rus? So the Gemara says, my Rus, I'm Rabbi Yerken, Rabbi Yerken says, she's Zoch, so men of David. For because she merited that David should come out from her, she because he um, because because he uh, saturated the Jewish people with praises to Hashem. So the word Rus comes from the word saturated, and also the word Shiros, as uh, Rabbi Leibowitz points out, it has the word the word Rus in it. Okay, 
So this name indicates is, is somehow a hint that her that she would have a descendant by the name of David Amelach, and that David Amelach would uh, in fact be one who would sing praises to Hashem. So the Gemara says, Minolan, how do you know? Dishmogarim, how do you know that a person's name can cause such a thing to happen? How do you know that if a person has a specific name, it can cause their progeny to be affected by the name that they have? So the Gemara brings a proof. The Gemara brings a proof text, a pasuk from Tehillim, that that is indeed the case. Um, so the Gemara talks about this also before. And on the same page, the Gemara says um, that discusses Ruvain's name, Ruvain, the son of Leah. So the Gemara here says, Ruvain, Amra Abelaza, Amra Leah, Ru'u Ma Ben Bini Leben Chami. See what's the difference between my son and my father-in-law, my father-in-law's son, the Ilu Ben Chami, the my father-in-law's son, Afadav the Midaytei Zabni Lebuchilose. Who is that? My father-in-law's son, Leah's father-in-law, right? That's Yitzchak, and his son is Esav. Even though he sold his right firstborn to Yaakov, his brother, Maxiv Bey by Easter Esav is Yaakov. It says that Esav hated Yaakov, right? By Yomer, and he said, "Hachi Kolish Mo Yaakov." That's why he called him Yaakov. Ve'akveni Zepamayim. He tricked me three times twice. But my son, even though Yosef took his firstborn, my son Yosef, my son Reuven, does not did not complain. Will not complain about it. Uh, as a matter of fact, when the brothers sell him, it says in the Torah, "By Yishma Reuven, by Yatzilei, and the other men." Reuven heard, and he say, tried to save Yosef from the brothers. So you see the difference between Esav and Reuven. Even though they both lost their firstborn, Reuven was a good person about it, right? And Rashi here explains that the reason why the Gemara is doing this is because the Gemara is analyzing names. So it analyzes names. The Gemara says that Ruvain's name indicated, says Rashi, Hashem HaAsir, about his future. Even though when Leah named Ruvain, this, it didn't happen yet that Ruvain was saving, um, it didn't happen yet that Ruvain was saving Yosef. Yosef. But his name indicated that he would be the type of person that would not be jealous of Yosef even though he took his firstborn. Right. Right. And therefore he would save him. That's what is the indication of the name. So you see, here's another example besides Rus that Ruben's name himself also was uh, the same issue. And as we saw last week when we discussed the Gemara Tractate U on page 83b, the Gemara Numa says that Rabbi Meir used to analyze people's names. We discussed last week how this is person, his host, by the name of Kidor, Rameir determined that he was not a good person because the word Kidor is an indication of somebody who is not, uh, who is not a good person. So you see that, uh, that names have uh, influence a person who they are. Other examples is uh, Rabbi Leibowitz uh, quotes other examples of this idea of the fact that a name influences a person. He... Um, Quotes, let's see, here in this article, he quotes the conversation, the, the, the paper that talks about the conversations that the base Yosef, Rabbi Yosef Karo, used to have with a Malach that came to, show, that came to see him. It's called the Magid Mishorim in Pasha Shemos. So in note number 37, he says um, that. He explains this means his reflection of the fact that when a person receives a name, he also receives something of the character of the very first or original bearer of that name. Therefore, says the Magi Misharim, if one is named Avraham, he will be inclined towards kindness. And also at the end of the article, he also quotes um, someone who says that it's, a, it's not so simple to change somebody's name. It's not so simple to change, change somebody's name because what a person's name is, um, here in note number 77, he says, in the name of Kuchus Hashemos, in chapter 28, that cites Sefer Rachmeav, that, that the name a person is given at birth is a lifeline for him. And taking away that name may be equivalent to cutting off whatever life he has left. 
So changing a person's name is not so simple either, because to change a person's name might actually change who they are, and that might not be a viable, that might not be, might not be a viable existence. Okay, so we see that people's names are are uh, causes causes them to be at the beginning of the article. Rabbi Leibowitz does say that, however, this does not influence a person's free will. What about what about when the name is changed? Yeah, so he's just pointing out there that you need somebody who is, so to speak, qualified, who knows what they're doing when it comes to changing names, to change their name. It can't just be done by anybody because of this uh, inherent uh, complication that can arise that the change of the name of the person can actually, uh, uh, it can actually be uh, detrimental to them. What? Yeah, but when you're adding, you might be also changing. When you're adding something, you could be changing too. It's a similar, it's a similar idea. So anyway, what about names that have a maybe possibly a good yeah, so he discusses all of that. He discusses all of that. So then, right, so the issues of what name should you give, and uh, and and, and uh, what name you should not give, and after who you should name. Right. That's uh, that's all discussion. So we're gonna we're gonna get into one of those questions. I want to discuss with Moshe Feinstein's chuva on whether or not you're allowed to name after somebody who's young, and then I want to discuss maybe. Uh, oh. And then I want to discuss maybe um, Sternbach's chuva, whether you're allowed to name after somebody who's not good that you're bringing up, and also perhaps maybe um, Rabbi Vaid Yosef's tshuva on whether or not you're allowed to, uh, who gets the first right, the husband or the wife, or the first child, to name after who. Okay, so we'll see if we can get to that, but I just want to continue a little bit with more of the introduction. So, given this, given this, the fact that names have a special significance and are very serious, right, given this idea, so therefore when the parents give a name, there's also something special about that fact. And there's an interesting drisha in the laws of burial, believe it or not, right? The, the drisha in number 360, when he talks about what, what takes precedence, uh, or, or whether a, a, a dead person takes precedence, or circumcision, or the mila, or whatever, he says like this, or bris mila, he's like this, it appears to me that that which people, when they, there's, there's a custom, to uh, take the groom on Shabbos and to escort him from the shul. That's the custom. Now, if there is a girl that's being named, right, and, is, and there is in the community a girl that is going to be named, so what do they do? They take the chosen and the kala and they go to the place of the naming of the girl. Why? And with there, then after that, they go to the place of the chosen. Why? So he says, It's because these people who have this custom, they hold that calling the name of a girl is It is the same thing as calling the name of a boy Mila. So the name calling is the same thing as as um, as as a bris mila, not in terms of the circumcision itself, but when one calls the name of the child um, at the bris mila, right? It's the same thing when the person calls the name of the child at the uh, when when it's a girl. So it sounds like from this drisha that the drisha is saying that oh, so now so I'm saying so the drisha concludes and he says therefore because of the name the naming of the baby by a girl is the same as Aramila, so therefore as far as halacha, what comes first, what has preference in terms of whether the, 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 the chasin, uh, escorting the chasin, or the bris mila, and the bris mila comes first, so the, the girl, whatever, the naming of the girl would have the same status, because it has the same status as, uh, as, as, uh, as a bris mila, because of the naming of the child. So you see that there's something special about the fact that the parents are naming the child at the bris, and at the, the, the name of the child at the bris, and the name of the child at the, um, the, the girl when she, when, when she needs a name. 
So it sounds like that there's something special that's going on regarding that issue. So, so I think that because the name influences the person, the parents um, are, are um, they, they, when they give a name to the child, has specific significance, and therefore it's equal in significance uh, whether it's a girl or a boy. It's interesting to note. It says like this, that the, the, the Hemic Dover points out the following thing, the Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Yehuda Berlin. In um, the same chapter, in Pasuk 34, it says, uh, Leah also named another child, it says like this, Vatora Oed, and she conceived again, Vatimah Bain, and she gave birth to her son. Vatimah, and he said, Atahapam Yilavi Yishi, now my husband is going to uh, be with, uh, he was going to accompany me. Eli, ki Yilavi Yilavi Yishi, because I had, with him three sons, Alkane therefore Karashmo Lady. Therefore she called his name Lady, which means to accompany. Now, the the Nitzim is bothered by the words Alkane, therefore. What's the Alkane therefore? So the Nitzim says only this, it's interesting. He says that whenever the Torah says the words Alkane, therefore, um, it's it the the parents have Ruach HaKodesh. They have divine inspiration with the naming their children. And the Ruach HaKodesh somehow indicates uh, their name and how it's going to be connected to them. Whenever the Torah does not say the word Alkane, right, then it's not Ruach HaKodesh. It's some other, some other uh, reason why they're naming the child. And that reason is, the reason why they're naming the child is because it has something to do with relates to the particular period in time. Okay, so you see from here that sometimes when parents, I mean, I mean, it's not really a proof, although this is not a proof, but maybe perhaps it's an indication, that sometimes when the parents name their children, they have Ruach HaKodesh, they have divine inspiration. So perhaps maybe that's what the, uh, I know this, this connection is a little bit tenuous, but that's maybe what the Jewish is talking about, that when you name your, when, you, when a person names their children, when, when the parents name their children, whether it's a boy or a girl, it has the same status, because they have perhaps maybe a little bit of Ruach HaKodesh, they have some type of divine inspiration because the name has an influence on the person and who they're going to be. Now again, as we point out, Rabbi Leibowitz says in his article that of course, there's no, we don't believe in determinism here. Right? We don't believe in, um, in the fact that people don't have free choice like the Gemara says in Shrek Debrochus on 33b and other places. That there's no, people have free will. But we all agree that people are given certain tools or tendencies or proclivities towards certain actions. And that's what a name could be. A name could be is, is that, that uh, people have certain proclivities towards uh, certain actions. Like the Marshall points out in Brachos 7b. The Marshall says that a person's name can influence how Hashem acts towards that person. Yeah. What? Wow. How? Wow. How? Well, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, how, why is that the case? Um, if I had to speculate, I would say the following thing. I would say, my review always used to say, and that is uh, pretty much understood, I think, that it, it says that, that, that um, in Parshas Barashas, it says that, that Adam Arishon, the first man, so all the animals came to him and he gave them each a name. He gave them each a name, right? So, so the commentaries say that those names that he gave the animals were not arbitrary. Those names that he gave the animals were the following. Each of the letters of the Hebrew alphabet are not just arbitrary letters that are made up, and they could have been something else. Each of the letters represents some kind of spiritual force that when you, when you mix it together, like you do elements, and you get molecules, that it, it, it can add creative powers. And that's the chat, that's the explanation of the fact that Rashi says embraces there that the world was created with the Hebrew language. So when Adam Arishan gave a name, for example, to Aryeh, the lion, he saw that those letters that represent those spiritual forces that when they're being put together and you have a lion are Aleph, Reish, Yud, Hey. Adam Arishan was able to see the spiritual forces, the, the elements that comprise the molecule that becomes a lion. Right. So it could be that somehow it's related to that. I don't, know, I don't know what I'm talking about. Even though now I'm 40, I can study Kabbalah. I don't know what I'm talking about. But somehow it could be related to that. The fact that the name, a Hebrew name of a person, could be indicative of their personality. 
it could be a description of who they really are. And so, really, it doesn't take away their free choice, but it gives them certain tendencies. So, the same way that some people have tendencies to be hot, and some people have tendencies to be cold, right? Some people have tendencies to be kind, and uh, some people have the opposite, as the Ramam describes at the beginning of his laws of character traits. Right, so the the um, the Yabiya Omer, Rabbi Vav Yosef also quotes the Barashas Rabbah in uh, chapter 37, number uh, number 10. It says, The first people who understood how things were related, so when they used to give names, the names were related to the actions. But we we don't recognize the, the events that take place. We just name after our forefathers. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, The first people had divine inspiration. So they used the divine inspiration to give names. We don't have Ruach HaKadosh. We name after our, we name after our, our forefathers. Right? So we name after our forefathers. Because uh, we don't have Ruach HaKadosh. So it's not very clear whether the parents have Ruach HaKadosh or not, but the truth is the name that they are giving to their child could be an influence on, 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 on what the child is going to be. And therefore, a ch- uh, for example, one is not allowed to give the name to their child after an evil person. Right? So after an evil person. So for example, uh, the Gemara in Tractate Megillah on page 10b, the Gemara relates that there was an Amora. There was an Amora and his name was Rabbah, Bar Ophron. So Tosus there says, it's not Ephron. His name was Robert, the son of Ophron, I involved Pei Reish Nun, Sophis, and it wasn't Ephron, Al Pei Reish Vav Nun. Why? Because the Gemara says in Tragedy Yuma, page 38b, that you cannot do that because the Shim Rishayim Yirkov because it says in the Pasuk that the names of a person's name, an evil person's name should, should uh, uh, decompose, and therefore people did not name their children after evil people. And so therefore one has to be careful the name that they give to their, to their, to their child. Fine. Okay, so having said that, having said that, there are a lot of questions arise. And Rabbi Liebwood does point out in his article that uh, a lot of these questions are not strict halacha. We're not talking about the laws of Shabbos. We are talking about custom. And the custom is based upon a certain guidelines and rules, but if somebody doesn't follow it necessarily, you know, it's not the worst thing in the world, but it's, 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 it's nice to follow the, the custom because there are reasons about it, and it's, it's recorded in halacha. And one has to know what the custom is of their family in general. Okay. So here... Um, one question that's interesting is the question that Ramosha Feinstein was asked. Ramosha Feinstein appears in Yoradea, volume number 2, number uh, 121, 22. He says like this. He was asked the following question. Is there a problem with naming a child after a relative who died young, 28 years old? Okay? Is there a problem with that? So, he says, There is a little bit of a problem with this. He holds that there is a problem with this. Why? Because the Mashal, the Yamshul Shlomo, in Tractate Gitten, which is quoted by the Beishmul, says, like this, he says that people do not name, usually when they name their child, they name their child Yeshaya. Instead of Yeshayahu. Yeshayahu the prophet. Why? Because Yeshayahu the prophet was killed. And because he was killed, that's indicative of the fact that he has a name that uh, has bad mazel. And therefore, people have the custom, says the Marshal, not to name their children Yishayahu with a vav. Instead, they name their child Yishaya without the vav at the end of the word. So it's Yud, Shin, Ayin, Yud, Hey, 
which spells Yishaya, and no Vav at the end, which would spell Yishayahu. So therefore they have the custom not to name their child because of this. So the Beishmuel, when he is talking about names in, under this letter, says that the Ramah disagrees with this. Why does the Ramah disagree? The Ramah, in number 129, 26, the Ramah says like this, what happens if you don't know whether a person's name is Gidalia or Gidalyahu? So what is their name? Why should we know this for? Let's say for Gittin. If a, if a rabbi is writing a get for, for the person, and the person says, I don't know what my name is, I'm not sure whether it's Gidalia or Gidalyahu. So what should he name, what name is, what, what, what is this person's name? So he says, you have to assume that his name is Gidal Yahu. Why? Because we have a person in history that's very famous. Gidal Yahu ben Achikam. He was the person who was the last um, chance for the Jewish people. And he was killed. And we have a fast. Interestingly enough, we call the fast Som Gidalia. But it's really Gidal Yahu ben Achikam. Right? So we have a fast. So if parents would be naming their child, certainly says the Ramah, they would be naming their child after Gidalyo ben Achikam, not Gidalia. Right? So asks, says Rav Moshe, oh, so therefore you should assume, what did you assume? You should assume that this person's name is Gidalyo and not Gidalia. Right? Says Rav Moshe, but one second, Gidalyo was killed. And since he was killed, he has bad mazel. And since he has bad mazel, why would we assume that parents would name their son after Gidal Yahu? So he says, it must be that the Ramah was not concerned with that. Because people were not concerned with that, and people would still name their child Gidal Yahu after Gidal Yahu ben Achikam that was killed. Therefore, says the Beishmur, we have a dispute between we have a dispute between the Ramah and the Marshal whether we are worried if somebody has a name that, uh, that they were, that they, if somebody were, should be named after a person that was killed. According to the Yamshel Shlomo, he says people did not name their child Yishayahu, but according to the Ramah, he says people did name their child Gidalyahu. So we have a dispute. So therefore, he says, it's not such a great idea to name one's child because there are opinions that hold. One should not name their, their, their one's child after such a person that died young. Okay? What's considered to be died young? Oh, so Rav Moshe does not say. And he says like this, he's very interesting. He says, I mean... There's a variance of opinions. So Rabbi Leibowitz, for example, says that there are three opinions. He says, like I said, Moshe, we're going to see Rabbi Moshe's opinion, but um, we're going to see Rabbi Moshe's opinion. But the, the other two opinions give a specific uh, give a specific date as to what's considered to be to to die young. For example, the Minchas Alazer in volume number 4, number 27, the Minchas says that they died before the age of 50. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky says it's before the age of 60. It's considered a person who's died young. Right? When did these people live? The Minchas are recent. Rabbi Yaakov Kamenetsky is recent. Very recent. Oh, he died last. But what did he die from? Yeah. Huh? Why did he die? Well, health, uh, or what? I mean, they don't give a specific reason of why they died, just the fact that they died young. Now, Rav Moshe has a different perspective on this completely. Rav Moshe is like this, right? However, it's not known if somebody dies on their bed. So I guess that means a disease or anything. If they died on their bed, even though they were not old, if you can consider that to be something bad, says Ramosha. I'm not so sure that that's considered to be something bad. Why? Because Shmuel, 
died when he was Shmuel and Shlomo Melech died when they were 52 and they were righteous people and people called their children by the name of Shmuel and Shlomo without a problem and obviously they're naming their children after Shmuel and Shlomo right even though they died young says Moshe and Chizkiyahu Melech also when did he die he died when he was 54 and people called their name, their, their children by the name of Chizkiyahu. So therefore, Rav Moshe wants to claim that maybe it's not considered that a person is dying young if they die on their bed. If a person dies on their bed, that's not considered to die young, no matter what age they die. Even though the person is young. Because maybe Hashem decided that's how long the person is going to live. Before the person was born, Hashem decided he's going to live for 52 years. So and that's how do they it. have to die? What? How do they have to die? Oh, a person does not see that this person should be in the world anymore. But, right, just one thing before we answer that question. But, if there's a known curse, for example, for the children of Eli, Akoin, we know that there's a known curse for them, that they're all dying young. The Gemara says in, uh, in, in Rosh Hashanah on page 18a that they die, they're dying 18 years old. The, 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 the descendants of Ailey, all the males. So if there's a curse, then we know for sure that that's, a, that's an issue. So therefore, a person's not going to name their child Chafni. Right. After Ailey's after children. So it relates to Ailey's children that's not relating to the name. Well, if you're naming it after their children. But the issue has to do with the family name, not with the uh, given name. No, we're talking about the given, the, the name itself, the first name. The first name, Shmuel, Yishayahu, Gidayahu, Chizkiyahu. But in the case Chofni. of Ailey's children, the reason they died young is because specifically with their Ailey's children, so it has nothing to do with what they got named. No, it has nothing to do with what they got named. But they were. But now, if somebody subsequently would name after. No, but now once. Uh, maybe it does have to do with their name, but it doesn't matter. But every person who dies young has nothing to do with their name, maybe. But now we're naming after that person. They're so. Evil. They're considered evil, aren't they? Uh, yes, they were. They were. They were. They did not act properly regarding uh, sacrifices. Yeah, they did things wrong. The Navi is very strict about them. Um. So fine, so to answer your question, if a person does not, if a person does, gets killed, like Gidal Yahu, right, so that in that issue, maybe that is an issue, maybe that's considered like they're dying young. But if a person dies in natural death, it doesn't matter what age they are. Like, what about that's what Moshe is saying. What? Yonatan and Shaul, they were both killed. Right. So? So, uh, are we allowed to name after them? Oh, so so the Moshe says, you know, if you're naming after them, yeah, then maybe that's not a great idea, right? Unless you have somebody else in mind. But you that's can die, you can die young, trying to save somebody. That's not. That's, that's true. So you know. Wait, how does that prohibit you from naming the person after them? Well, the child. The, yeah, I mean. That, that's an issue. That's an issue also that they're discussing, right? But he, he's just, Moshe is pointing out that if it's a natural, if it's a natural death, then it's not a problem. If it's not a natural death, then you have to ask the question whether they should be named after that person. We seem to have taken a weird jump. But if you start with saying that the issue with the name is <laughs> that the name itself influences the person, and therefore if the name itself has a problem with it, that could be why the person died young. Now it sounds like we're saying something else entirely. That the person you're naming your, per- uh, your, uh, your child after, um, whatever that person's situation was, you're actually transferring a that individual person versus then the issue being with the name itself. Right, so it could be that in that when person... Does that, that change take place? I, I, I don't know, you just see retroactively that that is the case. You see retroactively that when you look at the person and they died young or whatever, or they died in, in an improper way, right, when you, look, when you look at that person, so you say, maybe it was something in their name, even though it's a common name, maybe it was something in their name that caused them to die young, and therefore the name after them also is a problem. 
But we, we, you just said that about if, if you're naming someone Josephson, you have to be careful about which Josephson you're naming them after. It's the same name. Is it about the person with the name transferring it, being the name being a conduit, or is it about the name itself? I'm saying it's both. If you see that the person went through that experience with that name, then it's something about their name too. Then how does it help to be naming uh, your child after a different children's son? It's the same name. Because you don't have the because you don't have you don't have in mind from that Jonathan. You have in mind for the other different Jonathan. But it's not based on what you have in mind. It's based on the fact that. The but actually, we're not up to that response yet. We're not up to that response yet. But it, it, it is. You. It, it is based on the person too. What about the the Swardi? They name. They don't name after somebody. They name after themselves. Right. Right. So. Therefore, what? Well, I'm just saying, why do they do it? Is that, that, that a custom, or, or is there a reason for it? There is a reason for it. It's, it, it depends on the custom, but is there a reason for it? Whether you can name after somebody who's still alive, is that what you're asking? So they don't worry about uh, naming after somebody because you're naming after the person who is No, alive. they also worry about it. That's what Rabbi Vagia says. Uh, as that question too. They also worry about naming after a specific person. They, they don't name, name the child after the father. No, they do, but they have a name of, they have a name in, in, in mind that they're naming after the father. Why does the father have a bad name? He's a good person. Well, that's what I'm saying. So you don't, they, that's why, maybe that's why they, they don't even worry about uh, naming after somebody. They just name after the father, who is a good person. The school and the other time, they also die hero's death. They die warring against uh, the police team and, and they were going to they were praised for it. Shmuel would get told Shoal that he was going to be with him. Right. Okay. Right. Um, he does suggest, Rabbi Leibowitz does suggest in his article that perhaps somebody, let's say, killed in the Holocaust, since they made a kid of Hashem, since they sanctified Hashem's name, so then nobody will disagree that you can name after those, uh, after those people. So I'm not sure what his basis is for that, but that, I mean, he does write that. If you have a war, then you run out of names real fast. You certainly can't name anyone anything. No, so right now, the question that we're dealing with right now is, uh, before we get to that uh, Rav Sternbuch, if we have time to get to Rav Sternbuch, the question we're dealing with right now is Rav Moshe is saying, can you name after somebody who died young? Right? Not after somebody who's evil, necessarily. So he's saying, Rav Moshe is making a distinction. It depends on how they died. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what age they died at. It's what they did with their life. Maybe he doesn't say that. He just says it depends on how they died. If they were, if they were killed, then there's an issue because you know Gedalia and Yishayo they're also killed. So for them there could be an issue. It could be that the it could be that the that the um, the marshal will be worried about that fact, even if it's Shaul, even if it's Yonatan, even if it's Gedalia or Yishayo, that you can't name after them. That could be an issue, according to the Ramah, perhaps. Because the bottom line is that they were killed. As a matter of fact, he quotes um, um, the Hassam Sofer. The Hassam Sofer used to not. He used to say that you can't. At the end of the tshuva, he says the Hassam Sofer number twenty-eight that Akiva, which is Rebbe Akiva, was spelled Ayin Kuf Yud Beis Hey, right? And that's the the, the famous Tan Rebbe Akiva. And people change the name and they spell it Ayn Kuf Yud Beis Hey instead of an Aleph at the end. Akiva. Because they don't want to name after Rabbi Akiva because Rabbi Akiva was killed. So even if a person dies a hero's death, it could be it's an issue if that's the exclusive name that they have if you're naming after that person. If you add a name, does that, uh, does that change oh, so if you add a name, that already changes, as Moshe says. Once you add the name, it's not a problem anymore. Because then it's a different name entirely. If you change the name a little bit, or you add a name, it's not a problem. It's only if it's the exact same name, and you have in mind to name that, that particular person. Okay, so now he says, also, it depends on whether the person had children. When they died young, it depends on whether they had children or not. He says, if they, if they had children, then for sure you can't consider that they have a bad model. And therefore you can name after that person. 
But if they didn't have children, then you have a question. You don't know whether it was set up that they should live this long, or perhaps maybe they, they, there was an issue, and then therefore they had to die young. And so therefore you don't know. So he says it depends, and his question, the way he wants to answer the question is, is he wants to say that if this lady who was 28 had children, then you can name after her. But if she didn't have children, then you have a question. Maybe you should add a name or change her name a little bit and not name after her because maybe, well, maybe there was some kind of issue. Then Moshe points out that if, uh, if the spouse gets upset and they say, I don't want to name after the person who died young, then they need to listen. He says if his wife, in this particular case, if his wife doesn't want to name after this girl, then he, they don't, then he shouldn't, he shouldn't do it. Okay. So did we answer all the questions in this response? I guess we did. I don't think so. The thing that's still bothering me is we started out this whole thing by saying that the Hebrew alphabet is uh, fundamental to creation. So the fact that the name may have a module stemming from that makes sense. The sudden jump away from it having to do with the letters of the alphabet arranged that way, there being about the person, that that jump still stumps me. Okay, so 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 I, like I said, I don't, I'm not 100 percent sure that I know what I'm talking about when I talk about that matter. But obviously, there were hundreds and hundreds of Yon, of let's say Yonatans in 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 history, right? So the word Yonatan, like the word Aryeh, Aleph, Reish, Yud, Hey, is going to describe a line, and it's going to be the exact same line every single time. When you put those letters together, the molecular structure, the spiritual molecular structure, for lack of a better word, is going to make up a, a line, and it's going to be exactly the same. Right? But if you name a person, if there were like 10 or 20 Abrahams, so we saw from the Maju Misham, if a person is named Abraham, and their, that, 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 name, that name Abraham is going to carry with it that a person is going to have a proclivity towards kindness because the first person that's, whatever, that's mentioned in the Torah, the first person that was named that name was Abraham, right? But that kind, that, that's only going to be an, a, an aspect, a facet of that person's personality. It doesn't mean that everybody whose name is Abraham is going to be the exact same person. It just means that if a person has the name Abraham, then it's going to be some facet of their personality is going to have a proclivity towards kindness, but they're going to be unique to who they are. Right. But therefore, one thing is, therefore, if you have multiple individuals with the same name, and some of those people live old, and some of those people die young, right? So then it's, it's, it's in the, the people who die young with that name, uh, has some aspect of their personality that now is influencing the fact that they're mazel, that they're dying young. And therefore, if somebody names after that person, that might influence that person with the same name, who was named after the individual who died young, to also have an issue and die young. That's where I have the problem. Because you just took a very important jump. Because until now, you said that uh, when you were naming it after the Abram, you were naming your... The issue was that the name of Rome is the, the thing that has the mazel, not the person. The person has that mazel because he was given that name. And suddenly it's switching it the other way around. But we have a choice to change it. We don't have a choice to change our mazel. We have a choice to, to change the way we deal with it. But again, since that's the end part of this individual, the, uh, the name part is the part that given to us what we do with it as the individual. So the whole thing to say that you're naming it after this Avram versus that Avram, that's where I have the problem. Because you have to, because if you ask the patient, that's the part that's individual. Well, I think I explained it. I think I explained it. I will talk about it afterwards, but I think I explained it pretty much. Okay. There are some more questions. Rabbi, Rabbi, uh, Rabbi Sternbach was asked in uh, the following question, and it appears in... Uh, you're there in volume one, number 606. He was asked on whether or not you can call a name after a person who does not keep Shabbos. Now, I'm not talking about a person, in my estimation, who does not keep Shabbos because uh, they don't know. I'm talking about a person who on purpose knows about Shabbos and doesn't keep it anyway. Right? Meaning that they do it with uh, ill intent. No, no, the person is, a person is, is not, uh, does things that are wrong with the intention of doing them wrong. <laughs> Are you allowed a name after such a person? Okay, that was the question that he was asked. And obviously, the answer is 
that uh, one cannot, like we saw already before from uh, Tosos, which quotes the Gemara in uh, in in, U, in in Yuma 38b, right? However, it it appears to me that that's only applicable to a a a, a name like that that's different, like Doag and Asholam. That's not so uh, readily apparent. It's not, it's not a name that's used all the time. But if it's a name like Abraham and Yaakov or Moshe or Aaron, these type of these types of names, he says that a person can name after whoever they want. But when the father names the person, Abraham, the great-grandfather can have the intent that it's being named after his son, but the father can have intent that it's being named after Abraham Avinu. So as long as he has the intention, says uh, Rav Steinbach, that uh, he's naming it after somebody who's Kodesh, that's not a problem. That's what he, that's what he feels is best. And he says, however, even if it's better to add a name like Baruch, or refoil. So if you name him Abraham Baruch, for example, you had a name that is clearly a blessing, even though the Chazanish did not like the fact that there are two names, that would also be, that's for sure not a problem, he says. And therefore, one is allowed to name after a person who is not so good, who does, not, who, who does things wrong on purpose, as long as they have a way out of it by adding another name or having in mind that they're naming after somebody else who is a good person. Why does the Chazanish not like two names? So the Chazanish, he doesn't explain why the Chazanish does not like two names. Rabbi Leibowitz in his article points out that there could be uh, an issue with the laws of Gittin. So when you have, when, in laws of Gittin, you have to get the names exact when you write them on the get. Mm-hmm. And uh, if a person has two names, it creates confusion of what their name really is. Because sometimes people call them by both their names, sometimes they call them by this name, and other people call them by the other name. And so you have to, be, you, you have to, you have to know... Right, exactly. Exactly what their name is, which is based upon, you, you know, what? How hard is that? So he says that there's a dispute, which is beyond the, the scope of his article, and I didn't have a chance to look it up. Um, I, I, I didn't find, uh, I, I didn't uh, look carefully, but I didn't find the dispute. The only thing I found is if a person has two names, um, if a person has two names, so you have to figure out, you have to, you have to name after you have to write in the get that the person has this name and he has a nickname, this name, nickname. You know, sometimes when you write a get, you can have five nicknames because somebody calls a person Joe and Joey and Joseph and Yosef. And by his tune, it depends on where he is and who, who's calling him that. And so it just creates confusion. So perhaps maybe the Chazanish did not like when a person has two names. Okay. But obviously we don't all like the Chazanish because uh, everybody, a lot, a lot of people give their, their children two names. What do you want to say? You actually have to write whatever, anything that anyone calls the yeah. person. Yeah. The name is the yeah, if they call them that and they have that name, you have to write it in the get. And the issue would seem to be with giving people nicknames rather than having two That also is an issue, too. But that's people not, you know, nicknames is a general uh, topic in general. But I'm sorry, what were you asking? Well, they, uh, they can add a name and then they know who he is. Who can add a name and then who can know the who he is? The one who's writing the get. That he knows who he is. Right, right. Okay. Okay, anyway, that's what Rav concludes. That's the answer to his question, okay? And one more, we conclude with this because we're out of time. The um, Rabbi Vad Yosef in volume number 5, number 21, in the section of Yerodea, was asked the question of what president is the mother or the father? Father first, mother second. The mother the father. That was his question. So whether the father should go first, so I would say the father wants to name after his father, and the mother wants to name after her father, they have a boy. What should they do? That was his case. So he concludes, very simply, Zariel says, right, that, uh, that the father has precedence. The father is the one who comes first. The father should, um, should honor his... Should, the father has the first dibs to to uh, name his children. For example, he says at the end of the tshuva, he says, the rule, the general rule that comes out from everything that we're saying after, after the whole discussion, it should be that a person should be makbid, they should be um, um, exact in to call the name of the first son after the father of the husband. Unless he forgives the honor, because uh, he wants to, unless the father says that he wants that his wife's 
father should have the has, should have the privilege of having been named that the grand his grandson should be named after him. I would assume it's the same thing. Why not? As the father has the uh, the father has the right the first rights. So it has nothing to do with whether or not the person already had someone named after him. What? It doesn't have anything to do with whether or not the person already had someone named after him. No, this is the first child. Yeah, it doesn't. I guess it has nothing to do with that. It's in that family. He says, "Vim avi habavuchayim." If the father of the husband is alive, vavi aisha nifter, and the father of the mother is not alive. Then she has preference over her husband. And therefore the son should be called after her father, not after his father. Why? Because that helps. It actually helps the deceased if somebody is named after them. Anyway. Um, Where is this from? This is in the uh, Yabiyah, response of the Yabiyah Omi from Rabbi Yosef. This is what he said. This is what he concluded. But he has a whole interesting discussion here about it, it bringing proof to uh, to this question. He's smart. He's smart. So does Ashkenaz hold the same way as him? Yeah. Why not? I mean, saying it's 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 not it doesn't go against the Ashkenaz minic. The only question is is that the Swari custom is is that they the the Swari custom is is that they. Um, they name after the parents if they're still alive. And the Ashkenazi custom is not like that. I don't think they, they don't name after the parents who are, who are still alive. The Rabbi Leibowitz here points out, or maybe that custom is not unique to Svartic and, and Ashkenazi. Rabbi Leibowitz points out that the, the Ashkenazi custom is actually that the mother's side of the family has the right first name. And, and that the, uh, that's what he says in the name of the Kutris, Vaikore Shemo Bi Yisrael, written by Rabbi Yosef Hakoin Oppenheimer. In uh, page 17, footnote number 20, he says, uh, where after conflicting many, where, where after citing many conflicting biblical sources, leaving no conclusive proof from Tanakh regarding whose name is the first child, the author writes that the current custom is clearly to allow the mother the first rights to name the child. And Rabbi Vadya says, says that the, fa- the father has the first right to name the child. Okay. Anyway, with this we conclude. Shkoyach and have a good Shabbos.